my name is Autumn Dixon, and this week is August 29th through September 4th, and we are in Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. Now, I am going to be talking about a couple of Proverbs, but I will warn you that it takes a minute for me to actually tie the proverb in. So if you're looking for a Come Follow Me lesson, stick with me. I promise it's going, it's going to tie the Proverbs in. Now, I would take a guess that a lot of us who watch Come Follow Me videos in these videos specifically have been raised in the church. And I believe, even if you weren't raised in the church, I believe that a good portion of our lives that were spent in the church, we have been taught that keeping the commandments brings peace and happiness. We are taught that we will be not spared all sorrow, but that we will be spared lots of sorrow and lots of heartache and difficult things that come with not keeping the commandments. And this principle is true. <laughs> this is a true principle. As you keep the commandments, you are spared a lot of potentially toxic consequences that can come with making unwise decisions. You are spared the difficulty of going through trials without your savior. You really are going to find some peace and happiness in keeping the commandments. And this is something that I have always believed, <laughs> right? I believed that this concept was true. However, <laughs> over the past probably couple of years, I have had a lot of friends who have left the church. And there were a few times as I would read about why they decided to leave the church or as I continued to keep up with them after they had left the church, I found myself a little bit confused and troubled at the fact that they were very adamant that they were happier and more peaceful for having left the church. Now, it is very easy for me to understand the fact that people who have never been a part of the church find peace and happiness in their lives, right? Christ wants all of us to be happy. We as members of the church don't have, we aren't the only ones that experience peace and happiness. But it was confusing to me as to why these people would feel more happy and more peaceful after having left the church. Now, I think the most commonly told explanation for this phenomenon of people experiencing happiness after they after they leave. I believe that the most commonly told explanation for this is that they are finding a temporary happiness in things of the world or that if they do not repent one day that they're they're not going to have that happiness anymore. And sometimes I think that's true. <laughs> right? Sometimes there are people who leave the church and they find some joy in those in that newfound freedom, right? However, as I've grown up a little bit, and as I have had some of my friends leave the church, I have started to wonder if sometimes that explanation that we've been given is, it is really just something that we say to make ourselves feel better. <laughs> 
And that makes sense, right? It's kind of scary to think, oh, well, if I've been told my whole life that this is where we're going to find the most peace and the most happiness, but I see my friends and they're feeling peace and happiness. Well, it kind of makes sense that we would kind of try to shy away from that, that that would be scared. Like, oh, well, is everything I've been taught wrong? Like, how are they happy? Or how does that make sense with what I believe? However, I had one friend in particular, one specific friend who really, really loved the church didn't want anything to do with it. And it was this friend that kind of burst that bubble for me a little bit. I could see that this friend was sincerely happier. And as I spent more and more time with her, I could see that she was more whole and more healed and able to be more content in herself and she didn't worry about what other people thought of her. She was a happier person. And I think we do a disservice to them and also to ourselves when we try to just say, oh, that's just a temporary happiness, right? They're just experiencing some worldly pleasure and then eventually it's going to go away unless they repent. And I think we're doing a disservice to ourselves by saying that because as I watched my friend, I knew this was true. And there was something inside of me that was saying that that's not true. She was sincerely happier. I could see it in my, I could see it with my own eyes. And I finally decided that it was time to explore this a little bit further to look into how this could possibly be true, how If I had been taught my whole life that we're going to find peace and happiness and keeping the commandments, (laughs) how were my friends feeling more peaceful and happier after they left the church? And so instead of swallowing those doubts, pretending they weren't there, instead of trying to slap a little band-aid on it, I decided it was time to actually ask my savior, which by the way, (laughs) I highly recommend that process instead of just trying to pretend your doubts aren't there to just go to the savior and have him teach you. And so I asked, how is this true? How are my friends finding happiness and peace, finding more happiness and more peace after they have left the church? Now, like many of you, I was born in the church and I was raised in the gospel. My parents did family scripture study every day, family prayer, right? Like all of the things I was taught primary songs at home. I was taught the gospel at home and at church. I loved the gospel. I found peace in the church. I found peace in keeping the commandments. I also found a couple of other things. (laughs) Looking back on my own life, I, while in my attempts to keep the commandments and to follow the gospel, I also found that I experienced a lot of guilt and a lot of sorrow for the mistakes that I made and a lot of shame, plenty of shame. And I, and I'm not quite sure where this came from, but I think it happens to a lot of us. <laughs> I was so frustrated and at myself for feeling like I was failing my savior who had done so much for me and I couldn't even do so little for him. And I was really burdened down with this weight that I was carrying around, feeling like I was never enough. And it was interesting 
because I had taken the commandments that had been given to me to help me draw closer to Christ. I'd taken those commandments and I had turned my ability to keep those commandments. I had turned them into an idol. I placed all of my hopes of salvation on my own ability to keep the commandments. If I keep the commandments, I can go to the celestial kingdom, right? And interestingly enough, as I did that, as I began to worship this idol and place my hopes of salvation on this ability to keep the commandments, I found that it drove me farther away from the Savior rather than closer to the Savior. There's a better way to understand the commandments. Now, what reminded me of this was a couple of Proverbs, and this was in chapter 3, and it's verses 1 and 3. It says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck and write them upon the table of thine heart. So it's all about getting the commandments into your heart. Now, if you had asked me a long time ago when I was experiencing the guilt, the shame, all that kind of stuff. when you, If you'd asked me a long time ago what those verses meant, I probably would have said something like, we keep the commandments and we keep them with our hearts. So we're grateful and we're happy about the commandments and we know what they're for and we're excited about it and we're going to keep the commandments and basically forcing happiness, <laughs> right? Forcing our hearts to be happy about keeping the commandments. But what does it really, really mean, <laughs> right? I think, I think sometimes we start with the wrong order. Okay, so we try to keep the commandments and we try to force that happiness when in actuality, what we should be doing is we should be starting with the Savior, starting with Christ, right? Everything else in the gospel, they're all appendages to the fact that Christ died and was resurrected for us. We start with him and we include him in every single step of the way. Instead of worshiping the commandments as this lifeline that can help us get to the celestial kingdom, we recognize the commandments for what they are. We recognize that Christ is the one who paid the debt, that he paid all of the debt, that the sins that we're going to commit today, the ones we committed yesterday, the ones that we commit tomorrow, there is no debt. He already paid it thousands of years ago. There's no debt left. We do have to keep the commandments to make the to make it to the celestial kingdom, but the commandments are not what gets us into the celestial kingdom, right? It is the savior who gets us into the celestial kingdom. When we start with the savior, when we start with Jesus Christ, that is when the commandments can be written in our hearts. So when we learn that the true happiness and the peace that you're supposed to experience with the gospel comes in Christ, right? And secondhand comes through the commandments, right? Because the commandments are not about getting us to the celestial kingdom. They're about pointing us to Christ so Christ can take us to the celestial kingdom. When we learn that the peace and happiness is actually coming from Christ through the process of commandments, right? When we get that in order, we actually find peace and happiness. Instead of worshiping the commandments and trying to beat ourselves up or beat ourselves into keeping commandments when we actually develop that relationship with Jesus Christ and we know what he did and how much he loves us when we have that relationship with him, 
it is impossible to not find that peace and happiness. When you experience the Savior, it is impossible to not find peace and happiness. And when you experience that peace and happiness, those commandments are naturally written upon your heart. Because why wouldn't that, why wouldn't they be? If you're experiencing happiness and joy, it is very easy to incorporate whatever it is into your life, right? When it's giving you happiness. Now, I know that this isn't the case for everybody. However, I believe that when we hyper-focus on the commandments, we're creating this weight, right? We're creating this burden that was never supposed to be there. And I think sometimes when people step away from that burden that they've been carrying, when they step away from the church and they put that weight down, they interestingly enough step closer to their savior because that was how the savior meant them to live. (laughs) And it's so ironic because that's how we should be living within the gospel. We should be able to be pointed to the savior constantly and know that he is the one who carried the burdens for our sins. And it's sad sometimes when we don't have that knowledge that we think we have to step away from the church in order to let go of that burden when in actuality, we should have already given it to the Savior. Do I believe that the church was restored and it is now the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and this is where we're going to find truth? Yes, wholeheartedly. Do I believe that living the gospel of Jesus Christ incorrectly can ironically drive us away from Jesus Christ. I also believe that. Now, I'm not trying to insinuate that it's fine to walk away and leave and that, oh, lots of people can be happier without the gospel. That's not what I'm trying to insinuate. What I am trying to teach with this is that we have to do better. We have to teach the next generation better. We have to teach them that the gospel of Jesus Christ all centers on Jesus Christ. That if they really want the happiness and the peace that they've been promised in the scriptures and that they've been promised by prophets and that they've been promised by leaders and bishops and parents, if they really want to experience those things, they're not just going to find it in their own ability to keep the commandments. They are going to find it in Christ. And as they find it in Christ... They will keep the commandments because it will be written in their hearts. All of the commandments and the church programs and the standards and the systems, they're all empty when you take Christ out of them. My life changed (laughs) and it was a gradual change, but it was a dramatic change. Nonetheless, my life changed as I learned this concept in my heart, as I developed that relationship with Jesus Christ and I truly came to believe that he had paid for my sins and that there was no debt, that I did not have to carry them around anymore, that I didn't even have to carry the weight of keeping the commandments around anymore. When I learned that and I gained that relationship with my Savior, my life changed. That was when I truly found the peace and happiness that is supposed to come with living the gospel. And so teach your children the commandments. (laughs) Teach it to them. 
but teach them that what they're searching for in life is going to come from Christ. That the commandments are a beautiful gift that have been given to us, but that they are empty unless it is directing them towards their Savior, Jesus Christ. And as they develop that relationship with Jesus Christ, those commandments will naturally be written upon their hearts. And that's when you don't have to worry about the next generation. I am grateful for my Savior. I am grateful that I have learned about him and that I have developed that relationship with him and how he has changed my life. I'm grateful that he gave me commandments, that even though it took me a while to figure out what they were really about, and even though it was a difficult process of learning what the commandments were about, I am grateful for them because they helped point me towards him. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.